1908, Ford Motor Company released a deadly blow to all other competitors in the automotive industry, the Model T. Since then, the internal combustion engine has dominated roads across the world. Some might not be familiar, but up until the beginning of the 20th century, one-third of all cars on the road were electric. For the following 100 years, the electric car stood in silence. Only recently are we beginning to see a sudden change. Hybrids and fully electric vehicles are making a comeback, forcing some of the most powerful car companies in the world to consider drastic changes. Today, we discuss the history, technology, and future of electric cars. Hey, you, over there. Yeah, you. You need to fucking learn more. specific and say electric cars just so no one's thinking about whatever electric so no vehicles tunes, are out there no one tunes in to, to see how they're coming along with the electric plane the electric plane I assume that's not doing very well well Boeing's trying no NASA's trying I think NASA has a uh, really I yeah. wonder the compared like uh, like a like a emission like how much how many emissions are like um emissions there are from, from from planes like in comparison to like a car like a trip say like you yeah. like mile for mile almost when i looked into that before i mean there's a lot of factors but in a large commercial plane it's usually if you fly like if we flew from dc to los angeles on a full boeing 747 whatever yeah then it would probably be more fuel efficient for us to actually fly than to drive like one or two of us all the way cross country in a car that gets, mm-hmm. you know, but 25 if, miles But if hour. you're like on like a small plane, like isn't usually the biggest footprint, like if I were going from say Virginia to um, like Maryland or something, yeah. it, like it wouldn't, because to get off the ground, that's a lot of the emissions, right? Like the initial yeah. getting up in the air. Yeah, probably. usually the short flights are... But also, that's probably going to be a smaller, like less passengers on it. So, but then I guess the plane's if, if that in that case the plane's smaller, which would as much. But but yeah, no, it's interest. It is interesting because a lot of the um, the tree huggers out there will be like, well, "You shouldn't be flying. You shouldn't be flying." Yeah, well, I think it's funny when people criticize like celebrities like for flying like. Um, people like Leonardo DiCaprio, who like you know has been making like documentaries and he's been so adamant about climate change and us addressing it yeah and i've seen like you know, there's so many people who are like he's flying a private plane to go like mm-hmm. document these you know like uh glaciers melting and stuff but i think it's ridiculous because you still have to realize like i think in comparison like how many people are going to watch that documentary and like their opinions be changed like yeah like it takes people like that to really like bring it to the public i think like Right, it's not really, it's not necessarily negating all of the positive effects that he did. Yeah, I think it's kind Although of Although it's, it's an, yeah. And no, I mean, you can only make so many sacrifices. We're so used to the power that we use every day. You want the hot water, you want to drive your gas vehicle, you want to turn on your TV. I mean, you're using power all the time. We want lights, we want heat, we, I mean, we're yeah. just so used to it. 
everything's going to, you know, most of our stuff today uses, produces greenhouse gases, which um, a lot of people think causes the planet to warm. Mm, Up for grabs. Still up for debate. Not really, though. Not really. (laughs) Um, So what's good about the car industry now? Well, I think we're seeing a small change in uh, the types of cars that are uh, on the road that are being sold and invested in. Um, Much due to one of our favorite people ever. Mr. Musk. Mr. Musk. Mr. Elon Musk, yeah. And it only took us a couple minutes to mention He's been pretty big. But I wonder what people would think when they're, like, envisioning, so, like, the origins of the electric car. Like, I wonder when kind of people were thinking... You mean in, like, a hundred years? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, right now, when do people kind of think the first electric cars were out there? Because, as we've kind of figured out, they've been around for a pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah, before I did any, I looked into any of the research, I, I'd heard somebody say, like, well, I knew that the electric motor was was created in, in what, the mid-1800s? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then, you know, vehicles come around, I mean, cars come around in the early 1900s, yeah. and I'd heard that it was, like, it was, it was feasible for them to, you know, connect an electric motor yeah. to a car chassis and... Mm-hmm move a car yeah yeah it's it's interesting because as we'll get into in a minute um during the late 19th century like around like the 1880s 1890s and then into the beginning of the 20th century um it was really kind of up for debate on which type of vehicle would dominate the roads at least in this you know uh, short form of transportation you know like Obviously, you have trains for like very long distance and carrying things, but yeah. for just passengers to get around from from work um, and, and stuff like that, it was you know you you had the electric vehicle, um, and then you had the internal combustion engine, and yes. then you also had the steam engine, yeah. which was you know not only being thought about used not only used in trains, but was being thought about using in cars. And there was plenty of models. Um, well, I think of most cars. of the locomotive originated as steam-powered engines. It's probably the first, like, kind of idea. Because boat, uh, like, ferry boats and a lot of the first powered boats yeah. were steam-powered. Yeah, which, well, I think all They're just shoveling yeah. coal in. So, I mean, it seemed reasonable to have a steam yeah. engine. Yeah. Do we want to take a step back and uh, go to the beginning? Yeah, take us, take us to the origins. Okay. So... In terms of cars, um, so electric cars, they have a long history, despite what I bet many people might think. Um, actually, further back than the internal combustion engine they were being thought about before then. Um, primarily, we see within the eight, 1828 and 1835, we started to see small-scale well, small electric vehicles coming about, their designs, but then actually the actual car. Um, but they weren't really sold to, you know, people or mass marketed yet. Mm-hmm. There was really like the engineer behind it would, you know, create it and then 
you know, there'd be like some commotion about it and it would work. But in reality, it wasn't like they were going to go create a lot of them. Like I'm sure it was very costly even for those first couple models. And so online what I found was, you know, the, in Hungary, the Netherlands, and U.S., there were these basically electric wagons. They looked, you know, basically like an electric wagon. You'd call bio. it a wagon if you saw it. You would call it a wagon. If you, if you saw it, they called it, I think they were still calling it, they were calling it a car. But you know. maybe they were calling it a wagon. Yeah, but maybe technically once it gets powered, it becomes a it car. It becomes a car. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but we saw them start develop in Hungary, Netherlands, and the U.S. Those were some of the first places that started, I think, developing these technologies. They got a car to be propelled through electricity. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to Robert Anderson, it's also cited that Thomas Davenport, um, he was from an American from Vermont. Um, he developed a, a small locomotive that used two electromagnets, a pivot, and a battery. Mm-hmm. Um so an electric car mm-hmm. and um yeah in 1834 1835-ish so there's another kind of guy who was working on on it at the time <clears throat> um and so yeah uh i have a couple pictures here but like in 1880s-ish 1885-ish is where we actually started to see kind of big companies and people throwing out um actual electric cars that were on the market and so yeah. um, where, you know, people could actually buy them and use them. And so what I had, I had a couple, I thought it was cool. I was on the energy.gov website and they showed a couple ads from back then, like the 1880, 1885s. And oh, so wow. it did a good demonstration on showing how they marketed electric vehicles. Um, and like one of the things they noted um, was like some of their buying points were that they're easy to drive and don't release um, smelly propellants, you mm-hmm. know, so... Gas. And they're kind of, even back then, kind of starting to fight against the internal combustion engine. Um, well, they were probably much quieter, too, right? They were, yeah. And so they were quickly popular. It was, you know, stated within urban residents and especially women because it was... Wait, but had the, had the um, internal combustion engine been developed at this point? Or was it yeah, in, like... Yeah, no, no. Then Actually, I don't have the exact date. Whenever that internal combustion engine was kind of first mm. sought out, but yeah, it was at the time. There were also internal combustion engines was, on the road in the 1880s, similar to these electric okay, vehicles. Okay. Um, and uh, but again, most people when they think of the internal combustion engine, they think of the Model T. And a lot of people also might think of that Henry Ford was the first to like invent the car. He was the first to mass market the car. He right. was the first to have a successful model that was efficient enough, looked kind of you know good enough and. Um, you know, that they could actually sell on a large scale. Equivalent to yeah. Elon today. Basically, yeah. And so anyways, yeah, this ad just had, you know, some women like in the city getting into a nice, clean electric vehicle. Baker Electric mm. Vehicles. Cool. That was the name of the uh, ad. Cool. Um, 1886, another guy named William Morrison. He's pretty prominent figure, I guess, within the electric vehicle. Um, he debuted one in the U.S. Um, in 1886, and that was kind of, I think, notorious for sparking more interest in electric vehicles. <clears throat> yeah, and so, and then, so when we enter the, um, you know, after the late 19th century and entering into the, the early 20th century, like we were saying, it was still very up for debate, like, um, is, you know, the electric vehicle going to be the winner? Is... Internal combustion engine going to be the winner, or are they, you know, or the 
uh, at the steam engine car for that matter, right. which one's kind of going to own the roads and I, or maybe some people thought that it was going to be, you know, just all of them. At the, maybe, you know, they thought they were both going to be on the roads at the time. I don't really know what they thought, but, yeah. um, but it was up for grabs anyways, until, until, and this is where I think, you know, most people cite the car. When they think about the car, they think about the Model T, T Henry yeah. Ford's car that he developed and mass marketed. Classic. Um, basically. Yeah. And, uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, um. So we're looking, yeah, into the early, early 20th century, and it was between 19, 1908 and 1912 that the Model T came out. And this dealt basically the final blow to electric vehicles um, for really the rest of the century. Um, after that, you know, we, we saw, you know, and so electric vehicles were in their prime, really. They made up, I think it was in um, 18... 90s or, or right in 1900 where they made up for about one-third of the cars mm. on the road so that can give you an idea yeah the internal combustion engines accounting for basically most of the rest for the two-thirds okay. but one-third was electric vehicles so i mean that's a lot no steams no steamers <laughs> i don't know what the percentage of, of steam engine cars were on the road but but like so one-third that's a lot because you look at today and what was the number today about electric cars on the road it's still like 0. 0.1 0.15 maybe or something I, I don't even know, but it's yeah, definitely know. under, it's not under even, 1%. A, certainly not for 1%. fully electric, fully electric, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know how many hy- what hybrids, I'm sure be. you get into the, you know, real single digits. Probably. Yeah. A few percent, maybe, <clears throat> at most. Yeah, so between 19 and 1912, electric cars were at their high point, kind of for one third of the cars on the road. Um, Edison began working on electric battery. He began, uh, he was kind of a guy a promoter of it and he, he believed it to be a superior mode of transport yeah. at the time he was you know saying that the electric vehicle should you know i guess be used over the internal combustion engine oh. um the world's first hybrid electric car was invented by ferdinand porsche oh. i don't have a time on that but i think that was that was in the early 1900s as well oh. um so the so the hybrid was yeah so the hybrid was also developed during that time um ferdinand porsche has porsche many, has many Sound prominent hybrids today because when i think of porsche you don't think of hybrid right yeah i mean i haven't they're definitely not very popular yet i mean they might have one maybe I, they are more we should look <clears throat> um yeah so between 19 following in 1920 to 1935 there's a major decline in electric vehicles to where basically no one was on the road with electric vehicles um and so there was definitely a dry spell and Really, internal combustion engines just owned the road between 1920 to around 19... I mean, they still own the road, really, right. So until yeah. almost now. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the 1960s and the 70s, we saw gas prices were kind of beginning to soar, so that sparked a little bit of interest, like maybe... Um, you know, maybe if we can find another way of propelling a car, um, yeah. you know, that could be cheaper, that would be great. So mm-hmm. there was a little bit of interest around that time again i guess mm-hmm. um and then in 1973 general motors actually came out with a urban electric car um i think i believe when i was looking at it it's like a really small version there's there's also around that time there was it's called sabring vanguard city car hmm. i have a picture of this um, but it looks it, is, it basically looks like a right triangle on wheels this is in the 70s very small yeah yeah, it was like seventy. It looks like a like a Playmobil. 
Yeah, Come yeah, on. it's really goofy. Or almost like a trash can droid from Star Wars or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty dinky looking. Looks Definitely. awful, really. That was the the city car in 1975. Um, and, and then, okay, and then, so this is where I think we saw fully electric vehicles really kind of make, not really make a comeback, but the first, basically, the first electric car was kind of brought back in the, in the 1990s. And there was a concept car that was developed from, we were talking about earlier, the one that in the 1996. Oh, we're already in the 1990s. Yep, yeah, we're already there. We, we, we blew through. Uh, I believe that one was called the EV1. Exactly, yeah. GM. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people might not, again, know about this, but GM developed
and yet GM, I guess after three years, decided like, hey, uh, we're gonna discontinue this. Sorry, EV owners, and they and they took all their cars back because nobody actually owned them. GM they was just leasing them. All of them back. They went and collected them. They're like, hey, we need our cars back, and everyone's like, what? No, uh, I really like that. No, what the heck? And GM ended up literally destroying, yeah, almost every one of them. And I think there's only like 30 left today, maybe. Or they, they, only they left said 30. for the 1990s, it's the most rare car. Yeah, it's like the most softer car. Like the, it would be worth the most money. Oh. And today, think how much. Like, because the there's that huge. Like I mean, and you can look online. I, I think I saw some pictures of like the graveyards of EV1s, and they literally just destroyed them. them. And so. It begs the question, why? Like, why did they yeah. do that? And there's there's a documentary out that's it's called Who Killed the Electric Car. Yeah, it's an older documentary in like early two thousand, but it's a it's a story kind of about um about the EV one and yeah. just the, and why it kind of mysteriously yeah. was like, oh, just kidding, we're not gonna sell these. Although why was and the, they claim they claim was this, the main claim again? Why? They claim that people weren't they didn't have the audience to buy them and they didn't have the support to keep. They didn't have like the money to keep yeah. producing them, mm-hmm. and that was the, that was GM's claim. But everyone thinks that there was pressures from basically in, everyone involved in the infrastructure at that point. If you could see the potential of an electric car, you'd be like, okay, we well, don't want to go really down that road. They were really fearful that that might be the first kind of turning point that would start bringing electric vehicles to the road, and and in in that case, really. Um, the bigger companies that are really owning cars at the time would would lose money, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, change is hard. So, yeah, so there's probably some money pumped in the back end and be like, hey, why don't you uh, destroy all the EV1s? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it's still up for debate what really happened there, but it's definitely an interesting story. And then story. the electric car gets kind of smashed down for a few years. A couple more years, but until... there was something else, no, in... Well, yeah, okay, with full EVs, but in 97, mm. you're looking at my paper, so you already know. I was going to ask you. My favorite car? Your favorite car. You were thinking about getting one of these. I was. Um, it's a hybrid, and it was the first mass-produced hybrid. Um, yes. In 1997, that's the Toyota Prius. Uh-huh. And after this moment, EVs really began to gain a cult type of following. Um, people... Really like the hybrid. You refer to it, uh, uh, hybrids as EVs. In this case, you are. I'm guessing. Maybe they. I feel like now you wouldn't, because you see a lot of fully electric vehicles and uh, and a lot of hybrids, so it yeah. might get confusing. But I think back then it was probably considered an EV. I had that written down, but we can clarify. It's using hybrids. an ele- I mean, it's it's using the same concept. Yeah. Is it dri- Is that driving the vehicle for the majority of the time? Probably not. It's probably mm-hmm. more reliant on the yeah. gas. But and we're going to get into the technicalities and the real um, yeah uh, behind how how the cars work after we get through this brief history. Um, we're gonna dig into that in a second. But okay, yeah. So 1996, 1997. It was um, there was kind of a there's a little bit of a revive in um, electric cars and hybrids. Um, but then the hopes and dreams were lost when the EV1 was mysteriously destroyed. Yeah. And then in 2006, um, Silicon Valley startup Tesla Motors announced that it would develop a luxurious new electric vehicle. Uh, and the first one that they came out with was the Tesla Roadster. And their model uh, this is actually a pretty popular model, I think, among 
um, like tech ventures, but basically they start out with like a more or less like a pretty high end product that they'll sell to mainly um, yeah. you know wealthier people who can afford it. And that was so like the Tesla Roadster was just kind of marketed as this. So the like, Roadster was the first one. Yeah, and that might be confusing because now that they're developing another Roadster at the time. I mean now in twenty. 20- but did they take a break like? So the, the Roadster was their yeah. first one, um, and then it was... And that's going to be their newest the one coming out. The Roadster was in... in uh, I mean, they started up in 2006. I don't know exactly when the Roadster, the first Roadster came out, but it was around a little bit after that. Um, and, and at that point in time, I think they got a lot of funding as a Silicon Valley startup, and yeah. so other autom- automakers at the time began to like kind of take note, and, and they began looking into EVs. That's what, that's what I found on this website. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> And so they were developing a nationwide, uh, and, and Silic, uh, sorry, Tesla, I think, started thinking about the charging infrastructure, and then other yeah. hybrid um, vehicle, I guess, companies at the time were thinking about the charging infrastructure mm-hmm. and stuff like that, how to do that. Um, yeah. And a lot of people might be confused. This is, um, so like, people think about, okay, where did the name Tesla come from? And it came from, obviously, Nikola Tesla, um, and, and they're like, so, so there's like kind of a conspiracy that he, um, that he like invented a, an electric car or had like the uh, concept down the for an electric car. concept. Yeah, a lot of people think that. That's actually not true. There's no evidence for him building an electric car. However, he did yeah. create the uh, three-phase AC induction motor, which right. became very common and I think in various slight differences, you know, um, yeah. they've been it's been used in EVs now, but yeah. I don't think a lot has really changed since he kind of created that original motor. I think that yeah, I think that, I think their Tesla's first car may have used a very similar. I think that's what I AC, read. It AC was. electric motor. Uh, yeah, but I know they've they've done some. Oh, I was thinking they dabbled in some some DC electric motors, but I, I don't think that's true. <clears throat> I think they've all been AC. Just different. Ver- There's different ways you can uh, mm-hmm. mess with the current. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then in 2010, uh, we see kind of another quick uh, burst in the in the industry with the Chevy Volt came out. That was um, the first. It says the first commercially available hybrid. Um, something I read. And the Nissan also launched the... What, oh, yeah. what are you making that face for? Because we just said the Prius came out in 1997, and then you said the Volt was the first commercially available hybrid years later. Okay, well, I think when... What, I think when I found that, they, it was it was probably sold at a lot larger scale. I don't know how many... Huh. I don't know. Maybe not. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. from that... Comp- maybe from uh, Nissan... Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it was more specific just to the company then. Yeah, okay, scratch that. Not first commercial. No, no, the, fo- the Volt, oh, yeah. But um, anyways, <laughs> the Volt was big, and it was a hybrid, and, and, and it was created in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that same time, Nissan launched the Leaf, which was fully electric. Um, right. And that became pretty popular. Um, and then sparking more interest among automakers um, for, for hybrids and EVs. And now... <laughs> Today, there are over 42 different companies with at least one fully electric vehicle. Actually, that might be um, hybrid. I, don't, I, don't know I think I said fully electric vehicle. That might be fully electric. I don't know. Um, anyways, there's a lot. There's a lot of different companies out there that have developed hybrids. 
and electric everybody, vehicles. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everybody knows about hybrids, and most people probably know about electric vehicles now. Yeah, and if well, if they don't, they they are will probably going to die soon. <laughs> Be crunched under the weight. Um, I found this stat, which was interesting. So you know, you think about what companies have been pretty successful in terms of the electric vehicle. And as of right now, uh, Tesla, about 75 to 85% of U.S. electric vehicle sales um, are, are, are from uh, Tesla vehicles. Hmm. And then the Model 3 accounts for a pretty big percentage, specifically the Model 3 that came out, whatever, year, two years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's becoming more common now because they're getting more funding and everything. They can really mass produce them, but... Um, so the Model 3 accounts for a very large percentage, like majority of them, not majority of the market, but like, I think it's maybe like 40% or something of the market now. So yeah, it's definitely the, the most popular. But anyways, Tesla vehicle. having about 75% of the U S electric vehicle sales, that's yeah, it says a lot. And so, you know, it's inescapable. You, you, you have to talk about Tesla when you're talking about electric vehicles. Yeah. Teslas are cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you look at the Nissan Leaf, it's like, okay, that's. That's a, uh, you know, that's a person who really, really cares about, about very liberal the and world. cares about the environment. And it, it just looks kind of dinky. Yeah, it, it just looks more puny. I mean, it looks kind of like a And leaf. I think this is, I think really, I mean, mm-hmm. in reality, when you think about it, when you look at it, Tesla it was very responsible for the success of EVs and now these new, you know, developments coming in. I think if there was one company that contributed the most, it would be it would be Tesla because I think they made it cool. They made electric vehicles. For you sure. know, they came out with a, a the sweet sports car years, yeah. um, that kicked ass and we'll get into later, but the acceleration, you know, it can accelerate quicker than any other car actually um, on the market right now. Yeah, <clears throat> which is really inherent to the electric motor. Yeah. But obviously Tesla does a good job at it. Yeah, so Tesla made it pretty cool. Um, and, and just going across a couple of, you know, the models that they have now. I mean, over, you know, since 2010, they've come out with several more than the Tesla Roadster. They first then came out with, I believe it was the Model S, um, then the Model X. The Model uh, the Model S was a, was a small sedan, and then the Model X was an SUV. Um, and then... They had, I think pretty recently it was the Model Y, but in between there they also talked about the um, the semi truck, not the Cyber Truck, but the semi truck. Oh was yeah, another vehicle they developed. I don't. What think happened the, to the semi truck? They just showed it like you know, like a lot of they kind of showed it off, had a presentation. I don't really think they're out on. I mean, I don't think they're out. It seemed um, like a good idea. Yeah. Well, definitely but because if you think about how maybe they I mean, were struggling. Semi trucks are on the road. All the freaking time. You need a massive battery. But then again, you have a whole semi-bed most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would um, change a little bit. Okay, real talk. When, how long do you think it'll be until you own a Tesla? I don't know. I don't want to say I'm for sure getting a Tesla. I, I will be open to other... I mean, it's probably... Will you, though? <laughs> You'll be open. Even if like someone else dominates the market in 10 years... When you finally have enough money to afford one, yeah. Will you really? Because you'll have that origin. Like this is yeah. when you started. Like this is the only time you started like cars. Yeah, I didn't give a like, shit. Like if I told you internal combustion engine yeah. f- five years ago, you'd be like, you probably wouldn't even know what it is. 
I mean, I knew that it was the main. But you had no, what I'm saying is you had no interest in cars. No, I did not. No, I did not. I mean, I, I still don't really. I neither did I. I'm just, I mean, not to, you know, be a buzzkill, but I don't really, I mean, I, I enjoy cars. To be honest, I use mainly public, I mean, when I'm in the city, obviously, I would hate to drive in the city, so I'd use public transportation for everything yeah. or just walk. Um, but still, when we walked over to Jeff's house <laughs> yesterday, was that yesterday? Yeah. We, I mean, both of us were like, all right, this is pretty sick. So our neighbor was showing us around his uh, Tesla well, Model we, no, 3. No, no, well, it came about. We're Model just S. We're just walking around, and then we see, I mean, we, we're mesmerized by a Tesla Model S, at least I was. And we were just stopping and talking. And then I didn't even realize there was a guy sitting on the front lawn who was yeah. just staring at us, probably like, what the hell are they yeah. doing? Like, yeah. um, Or maybe he gets that a lot. Maybe he gets people stopping by and looking at his Tesla. But, maybe. Um, and then I mentioned, like, I hear, like, you, like, shout something out. I'm like, and it, like, wasn't to me. I was like, wait a minute, what? And then I saw him, like, sitting on his rocker on his porch. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? No, I said, I said, <laughs> hey, I really like your car. He goes, yeah, I like it too. And I was like, okay, this guy wants us to, like, get off his front lawn. Dude, he's like, don't, don't touch it. Yeah. Keep walking. And then, Keep I don't walking. know, we must have asked, a, like, an int- a question of some sort. And it just kind of, like, it started to fuel him. And he was like, he, he could tell we were really interested. And he I mean, we were actually doing a podcast the next day about it. It is kind of it ironic that, yeah, we ran into him. But he showed us, he showed us, his, he had a, yeah, a model S, but it was actually a 2014 version. And he told us, which I did not know, they didn't have you couldn't install the autopilot on it i guess it was the last year that you could i was thinking that you'd still be able to like upgrade it but i guess not back way back way well back, it just comes back, down to a, yeah the, the hardware wasn't there is what he was saying mm-hmm. it's not just a, if, if it was just a software update then you could probably you know yeah but well one of the cool things is like um about about the car and i i knew that they had space in the front because yeah. you know the engine's not there that was cool. um so electric vehicles, most of them, at least the Teslas, they have frunks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's similar to a trunk, but it's in the front where the yeah. engine would typically be because they don't have that big quite, engine. Quite shocking to see that. Yeah, you just open up. Oh no! And he told us the story of when he went to the auto parts. So yeah. he went in to get basically. He took his Tesla Model S in to get it like checked up, and they go, "Sir, can you just open the the front hood for me?" Like they're gonna do like a checkup or whatever, and he's like. Oh no no like I I don't he's like there's nothing underneath there and they're like sir we'll handle it, we'll from, take here. it from here just, <laughs> just open it up and he's like all right open it up and he opens it up and there's nothing in there and they're like what it's just a big it's just a big open space in the front you're like okay this is a little it's so counterintuitive because we're so ingrained you know that's where the engine is it drives the car that's where you look at the engine yeah that, that was, was weird that was I mean you came and then you go to the back. I was like, okay, the engine's not the engine's not in the front. The engine's, in the, I mean, the, I'm saying engine, it's not even engine, it's a motor. The motor's in the back. But then you like open the trunk and you're like, okay, I don't see a motor back here. And it's because it's so small, it yeah. it sits below the, I mean, the trunk, and it's, I mean, you don't even notice it. You don't notice it at it's, all. He no. was telling us how big the the motor actually is. It's tiny. And it was probably like, yeah, just like a couple cubic feet. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, really small. So they're very spacious. Um, what else was 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 kind of cool about it? Um, well, the Tesla in general is, I think, a very well designed car. It looks futuristic. You know, you got the the this big display. Well, the, the, the space roof is what they call it, and so it's like basically big, it's big open. Sunroof. It's like all glass over yeah. the whole like top of the car, so you yeah. get this. I mean, you can just you see all cars adapting that today. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, a lot of cars. And they cool. were probably one of the first to do it, though. Yeah, probably Tesla. <laughs> probably probably Tesla. Give them. As All right, much I'm gonna grab another beer. Possible. All right, I don't know if I want one yet. Well, what are we? A couple minutes in. Yeah, you can grab me a blue moon, I guess. I think we might need to show our uh, IDs to the camera so nobody thinks we're underage drinking. You can just drink out of the bottle. Yeah, but I still want one of the oranges. Um, but a bum bum bum. Yeah, Jeff was pretty cool though. I almost asked Jeff for if he could give us a show us a spin, but I figured that might be a little bit too much for our first interaction. <clears throat> You gotta cut it slim, dog. I think I could have just done one podcast on Tesla. We were joking earlier, we said we could have just done our whole podcast on Elon Musk. I would have liked that. Actually, I haven't had a blue moon in a while. I've always been a big fan, though. Always been a big fan of you know the, the Belgian wheat. Yeah, it tastes pretty light. I don't know why it tastes so light to me. If you taste other Belgian wheats, though, it doesn't really make blue moon seem like it's that special. They all taste pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely the advertising that always got me. Well, it's the orange peel that I like. All right, I'm gonna put this tea away. <clears throat> okay. Okay, what are we going to talk about next? We're probably going to... Let's compare some <clears throat> things about gas cars versus uh, electric yeah. vehicles. Yeah, no, we definitely should. See how they stack up. Let's talk about the specs. Give me Spec- some of the specs. Specifications. So what's different? What well, is really that much different about it? Yeah, so the uh, the internal combustion engine obviously uses gas, or as the British would say, petrol, petroleum, uh, to fuel the car. But you're pretty much just causing micro-explosions um, to pump a piston that, in series of six different rotations will spin the piston in one direction, which will drive the drive shaft. <laughs> That's probably a terrible explanation, and most car enthusiasts are going to be laughing at me. But that is the basic operations. You're sparking the gas. You're get, keeping the gas under a good mm-hmm. pressure, and then you're kind of just causing a, like I said, mini explosion that drives the pistons. I mean, it's really complex. As we already touched on, it has 2,000 parts. Uh, it's honestly kind of a crazy machine. It's it's a feat of engineering. You got You have to admit, but it's extremely complex, especially when compared to an electric motor, which really you have a battery. You have, you have to have a, a power source, which is the battery, which is using electricity um, to run through a series of coils that's wrapped around a magnet or a magnetic shaft that, um, when the electricity runs through the coils, will cause the the magnet to spin in the desired rotation. 
there's a lot of complexities that come with that, but it's using electricity to create a magnetic field. Can you say that that's again? That's causing... No, the whole thing. That's causing a magnet or uh, a magnetic metal you. to spin and rotate, which drives your drive shaft, and that drives the car. So you're talking like 20 parts there. Mm. It's a... It's a, it's a good comparison. And then when we talk about hybrids, hybrids are another interesting beast, but they're, uh, they are pretty cool. So they're taking the same internal combustion engine. They got everything that's included there. They're adding a little electric motor and a small battery to the whole, to the whole system, and they're integrating it so that uh, when you do things like when you're braking, you're going to charge the battery, which then is going to help drive the electric motor uh, which would be used in, in circumstances like when you're going 0 to 15 miles per hour. <clears throat> so you're driving around a city in traffic, your Prius is probably going to be using the electric motor, like mm. just when you're going slow. When you start cranking out on the highway, going 55, 60 miles per hour, your gas engine is kicking in and is probably going to drive that. Mm. But it's also going to charge the battery at the same time, which will be used. When you're using the gas, it's charging the... Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The, I mean, just it's just uh, motor. You're just turning a generator, really, with, with the the and same mechanism. That would mechanism. be similar to so when Jeff was telling us about he was driving and he 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 was going through an area where there was a lot of like uh, he was driving downhill and um, yeah he said it took so he's like you know you look at like how much charge is in your vehicle with an EV how and much range he you was got. saying they were taking the range was taking consideration that he would actually gain charge when going downhill yeah yeah it's using the uh the, it's pretty much running the electric motor in reverse and it's it's creating a reverse current which then charges the battery so yeah. you're getting you're gaining power yeah it's right? pretty cool you're kind of breaking with that system itself that yeah so it's a really it's a really nice design <clears throat> and so that's the basics so, so what does it really come down to? What do people really care about? They care about the performance. What do you see from it? Um, well, yeah, how does it, first of all, how does it kind of, how does it feel? Um, one thing that I found in terms of just major differences was uh, regenerative braking in EVs. So basically, like, the braking just works, obviously. Um, That's what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but that, in turn, kind of makes it, different when you're pressing your foot on say for example the pedal um because um you don't really have to use the brake quite as much much. because when you put your foot on the when you take your foot off the accelerator it's using it like slows pretty quickly yeah yeah, it's using the actual motor to brake it and they say it kind of takes some getting used to in an electric vehicle um but yeah. yeah, you like take your foot off the pedal, yeah. and basically it comes to a stop. Like the way I imagine quickly. it is like if you've ever driven a boat, because we actually haven't driven an electric vehicle, yeah, unfortunately. But if you've driven a boat before, there's no brake on a boat, right? You just take your foot off, and you just stop applying the gas yeah. because yeah, the resistance yeah. of the yeah, water, a, I guess it's, yeah. the resistance of the water is going to stop you pretty damn fast. Mm-hmm. So you're like, and it's kind of uh, it, it probably does take a little you get used to because with a car you're like oh, I'm going to keep rolling forever if I don't hit the brakes. But you kind of it's it's got some resistance in there that's gonna break for you. Yeah, you really don't need to use the brake. Yeah, that that's much. just a cool feature. Uh, so longevity, reliability. I think we we touched on that a little bit, just on the complexity of the of the difference between the internal combustion engine and the electric motor. 
much less parts, which means much less can go wrong. And as I said earlier, the top 10 things that could go wrong with the, with um, your gas car, all of them besides one aren't going to happen with the electric motor. You eliminate those altogether. Probably not going to have to visit the mechanic quite as often. Um, so that's going to, and that will also lead to a longer lifespan, which they predict for the electric vehicles. I think the one thing some people worry about uh, when it comes to electric vehicles, battery. So you say, oh, well, what's the lifespan of the battery? Because I think we all know uh, that batteries like lithium-ion batteries degenerate over time. Everyone's phone, if you've had a phone for a few years or more, you realize that its battery gets worse because that's the nature especially of, if you have of a battery. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have the older iPhones. So people worry, like, oh, how am I going to replace the battery? The battery is probably one of the most expensive parts on an electric car. So it's like, well, that's going to be a big replacement if we have to, you know, go get that. But the thing is, it, I'm pretty sure Tesla has at least an eight-year warranty on their batteries. Is that what Jeff said? Something like that? I think, well, they. I know they do it with – it's either mileage or, uh, like, a couple of years based yeah. off which one you hit first. I think yeah. it might be, like, four years or something or, like, a certain amount of miles. More than that. I think it's more than that. So those completely replace the battery then at that point if something goes wrong. If the battery it. fails, if the battery does, isn't working yeah. or something. Well, and also Jeff basically said he's like almost never had a problem and he's had that thing since 2014, yeah. which is pretty insane. He said it was a little a little upsetting because he used to like to work on his car and now he's got yeah. nothing to work he was on. He's like a very like traditional like internal combustion engine dude it sounded like you know he's always working trying like you know fixing things in his car it was almost like a side job you know like it was a hobby yeah yeah love of his life right and um but yeah it's he he said he got a tesla and then it was just like everything was like too easy almost he like never had to fix anything it's really nice um, so i think it's pretty easy to say reliability advantage electric vehicle <laughs> Well, I don't know how the life of like other EVs would stack up to a Tesla, but but probably pretty good. But like just we because, about, it's yeah, just the because, nature, yeah, the nature yeah, yeah. of the motor, the nature of the mechanics, I yeah. think, are going to lead to. And, and we're talking about a development that hasn't really. I mean, the internal combustion yeah, engine has had so much longer. Yeah, it to really, build. really, the electric cars are still in their infancy, you could say. But the one thing you're gonna, I think, when you jump into an electric car for the first time, the main difference you're gonna feel is that acceleration. And that's yeah. that really does come down to the nature of the electric motor. Like zero to sixty in one point nine seconds. Yeah. If you're driving a Tesla Roadster, the electric motor just has can generate so much more torque compared to an internal combustion engine, which has to be specifically geared. Say you know you have five gears in your car usually, geared <clears throat> down, geared up, um, based on the rotation of the tires to get to, to get enough torque to start going. So you put, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video of a you know a Tesla racing the the big name sports cars like uh lamborghinis and porsches and it really does kick ass like zero to 60 yeah it it, it accelerates so much faster and it's crazy because it's not even close to like the price range of those high-powered yeah well they're just showing off there i think it's the model s and a lot of those and i mean that's starts for like whatever like sixty thousand by use for like forty thousand now but yeah nothing compared to the cost of some of the other ones no but in reality, we have to be fair. And if you have a race, a drag race lasting more than 10 seconds or something, and you're getting up to speeds like over 60, well over 60, 
you're going to have like, trouble keeping up with a, yeah. a top-notch sports car. Yeah. But it does – I think it does fare still, like, I mean, pretty well, at least when you look at, like, the, the Roadster. Like, I mean, the top speeds can still be, I think, around there. Yeah, but it's also the power output. It's it's the torque you're getting at those speeds. That's 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 why we yeah. – like that video we watched that – I don't know what it was. A yeah. Porsche? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It was, what it was Lamborghini, actually. Was. Yeah, but – Kind of like the, the the Tesla took off at first and it was like it looked like it was gonna win yeah. and then the Lambo slowly and then it Lam Lamborghini wins yeah so usually when Tesla likes to to brag it's usually like a very short race yeah but in reality for the everyday driver oh yeah what do you care uh, about more yeah no, or what's more fun when you're at the stoplight and you're looking over to the guy and the fucking I don't know something ford mustang <laughs> like a mustang yeah you're yeah. just gonna be uh camaro you'd blow them out of the water <laughs> yeah, they're spitting out fumes <clears throat> i definitely think it, it would be more enjoyable and that's not just me being biased towards electrical well it's also cool because they're so quiet yeah like i mean that's the, one of the things that i know like drivers say themselves are like it's so weird and if you like hear one go by it's just like dead silent yeah have you heard anything about that cold thrust exhaust that we gas uh, gas thruster that Tesla wanted? To oh, put the on additional one? no, there. Yeah, you can buy an additional the cold thrusters, cold gas thruster. Yeah, that are gonna be on the the new Roadster. But again, I don't really. No one really knows in the road. You're gonna be able to buy it. I think oh. Elon said that you're gonna be able to buy it. Like if you want in addition to the two hundred fifty thousand dollars Tesla Roadster um, added on. The cold thrusters, and it's going to give you a lot better acceleration and turning and a lot of different shit. Right. Um, like, if, if you wanted to, I guess, like, race that. If you wanted to race it, like, that's probably what it's It's going to give it even, like, better acceleration. It's pretty cool. You'll, get, you'll hit 0 to 60 in, like, under two seconds, probably. Yeah. Which may be a, a record. Do you, do you know what the, what is, like, their, don't they have a mode? They have, like, a ludicrous mode or oh, something? Oh, yeah. I forget. Joe talks about that a lot. Yeah. I forget exactly what that does. I don't know flames come out the back <laughs> i don't know but it'd be similar probably to having a cold gas thruster yeah yeah much quicker um but in the end you know if you have a long race going at top speeds the sports cars of today will probably still beat it moving on uh range well another factor you have to consider price is with it, that Oh, okay. Isn't it different? No, I'm talking about range of the vehicle. Yeah, I know. So no. people think, okay. like, like I, t- I, t- I talked to Matilda about getting an electric vehicle, and she's like, well, well, I don't think it's quite worth it yet because there's not enough, like, you have to really plan out your charging stations. There's not charging stations. Well, that's what I was surprised when we on talked every to, gas station. Again, I'm going to bring his name up again. Jeff. When we're talking to Jeff, because yeah. I had read online basically that right now, I mean, unless you live in California, it's the one thing that's difficult about having an electric vehicle is that you you want to go on like a road trip or a vacation and you're driving somewhere pretty far. Um, well, you got to kind of map it out because you're gonna have to find charging stations along the way. And yeah. we can get into charging stations. I have some specifics on it, but um, the, the the charging station market is developing. Charging outlet market. Right. Um, and so, you know, you might have to plan your trip, maybe go a little bit around or, you know, add an additional time to hit with these chargers. Um, and again, they do, if they're not a supercharger, a Tesla supercharger, or if they're not a level 
three charger, which I can go into that in a minute, yeah. then it's going to be pretty slow process. Like over an hour, stop. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get about 30 miles in an hour on like level one or two. Or um, Actually, while we're talking about it, let me go ahead. Yeah, that's why the supercharger is so important. Yeah, well, no, I, this, this did a really good job of, of showing this, this chart I found online. Um, so, it, so it basically shows, so like the charging time for 100 kilometers... Um, and it's, it's so whatever, how many, how many miles? It's about 62 yeah. miles. Yeah. Of, uh, so charging time for 62 miles. So it shows it by, you know, the volts. So if we're looking at like a 230 or 200, whatever, 40 volt, um, like charger, mm-hmm. you know, this displayed between like three, whatever, um, eight hours for about 60 miles. Which might be a little. It almost seems like it's over exaggeration. Uh, what are these? Just like a. St- this is like a standard charger you'd have at your home because it's two forty volts. Well, it's one one twenty is actually well one twenty is one of those like a classic plug. One, yeah, right. A two forty is actually like what you would do with your oven. Two forty is the highest you can get at a residential area. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like people, like if I got an electric so car, so basically I'd want to hook it up about to a one, about an hour, one to two hours would charge about thirty miles, about one hour thirty miles. Yeah. I mean that's that's not that that's not good, but if you're charging it every night, then it's manageable, especially for. So that's a what people would have in their houses is a two hundred forty volt, and that's I mean, you would it, you would get a two hundred forty volt. You would you would want yeah, one. That's and what then, Jeff had. And the, yeah, exactly. And then it's that's fine because. For most people, because you plug it in um, after work when you get home, and yeah. you know you'll have plenty of time to fill it all the way up. It's full enough yeah. by Ch- the next day easily. I mean, it takes. He said it takes about four hours. Yeah, he um, had like a full. seventy mile commute, like a really long commute up to yeah. DC, and he's like, it, "It's fine. It does fine. I don't have to worry about charging a charge. So I think if it, I charge it every if night. You're, it really, if you're considering an electric vehicle and you're considering it for going to and from work every day, and it's not like long distances, I mean, by all means, I think you're going to save a lot of money. Uh, you're not going to run into too many problems, but when you're looking at these, yeah, these long-term, um, you know, travels, you, you have to take into consideration where these charging stations are. You have to plan more. And so, getting this, so there are various types of charging stations, like level two, which is you would find these, you know, out in public, and that is equivalent to what we were just talking about. So these are what you find, I think, pretty common, mm-hmm. commonly. And you know, so you know, you stop by the road, and it takes an hour, and you don't get that much. You only get like thirty miles. Um, so you'd want to kind of plan that out where you'd stop for a couple hours and go do some things. But, but those aren't really all of the charging stations. There's, I think, also what are pretty common are level threes, mm. um, which I have here can basically add about ninety miles in thirty minutes. But are those like universal? Because I w- I heard that a lot of the the problem is is that they're not even compatible. Like if I'm driving a maybe a, like a Chevy Bolt, like mm. it, I can't stop at a supercharger Tesla station. I know yeah. that. Yeah. So these are the next ones where you would like, I mean, for any other car, I guess that wasn't, you know, like, can you use superchargers for other vehicles? No, no. no. That's what I was, I was reading about. Okay, well, then the That's level three, then, then these are what with. they're really trying to mass market because this is going to help a lot is more level three charging That sounds stations. more universal when you say like yeah. the level. Yeah, a level three it can have about ninety charge about ninety miles in thirty minutes. So that's where you're. That's where you're like, okay, it's actually reasonable. You're still having to take a break on a road trip. You're not taking like a ten minute stop at a gas station and filling up gas. But, right. Oh well, like a two minute. Yeah. It takes like two minutes to fill. Yeah. You know. But in his case, what he was telling us about is, 
he mapped his out and it wasn't really any wasn't far the way at all. He had supercharger stations plotted along the way. Yeah. And in that case, it's not even a debate. If you have superchargers around, it's fine for vacation. I mean, you can basically charge uh about 170 miles I have on here in about half an hour. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not as fast as a gas pump. Again, yes, yeah, still not. But as fast as a gas pump. that is like when I heard that I was like, okay, that's doable. Yeah, I would and, be comfortable taking a. Road and a supercharger trip. is a 480 volt DC. Okay. Direct current. Um, yeah, and the level threes are the level threes are um, about four about 400. So they're they're yeah about 400. So they're like they're not quite the superchargers, but they're but they're kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you just gotta, That's I guess, cool. take that in consideration if you're going long road trips and you know you're using an electric vehicle. But it'd be interesting to talk to some more people who do have EVs or, or hybrids and kind of see how, um, how how that pans out. But yeah. Regardless, it is it is a sacrifice that you make if you're going electric. It's probably one of the most obvious ones that uh, sure you're ta- if if someone's considering a hey, I want to yeah. buy electric. This may be a barrier that they're holding back. Yeah. But the infrastructure is gonna keep building like you said once they get more level threes yeah so right now there's about um twenty thousand public charging stations um in the united states Mm -hmm. right now a lot more worldwide um but that number is growing very quickly um you know the majority of those are within the past couple of years the past like two years um actually four thousand of those are in california Which is funny. So, yeah, yeah, a big percentage of them are in California. So you're not going to have a problem with EVs if you're in California. Um, but, yeah, so they're growing very quickly, though. And I think it's, yeah, I mean, there's a big market for that. They're, you know, they're trying to catch up because we know that, in addition, what we'll talk about in a second, but, like, there are many other companies that are coming. I mean, Ford's coming out with a Mach-E in 2021, which is mm-hmm. they're actually making an electric Mustang. Which is pretty cool. That's cool. Although I don't think it looks like a Mustang. No, it doesn't. It's it, it, it's like almost between like a SUV and I don't know if it's supposed to be that way, but it's a little like chunkier yeah. than a than what you'd think of. Why didn't like they just make Mustang. it look like a cool Mustang? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Because the Mustangs that. were looking cool for a few years. Here. What were your favorite years? I well, I like the well, no, '60s. No. I think the '60s were the coolest for Mustangs. Seven, like the, the fast, early seven, yeah. The fastback, '69. Like the '68, '69. My favorite was always '69 fastback. But. Yeah, that's the go-to. But um, the the newer model Mustangs were bringing out like a, I guess it was the front end, and it was also the the fastback uh, back end that started to look more like those like '60s, '70s that people love. I yeah, cool. But I haven't really liked the recent ones, like the within two thousand five and like twenty. No, no, those are they are still cool. kind of like chunky and like boxy to me, which I don't really like. But yeah. and that's kind of how this new the EV one looks. But oh. all right, so anyways, there's yeah, there's gonna be a lot, a lot more companies coming out. That's one of them. Um, who else is? It's a disadvantage electric vehicle for now. You know, we we, we the infrastructure and gas is just too it's, it's too much. There's gas stations everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think at, and I think gas-powered vehicles have more range with a full tank of gas in most cases versus an electric vehicle. I mean, you, you have – I think the best electric vehicles now, minus Tesla's one that they, they're coming out with, you know, is, is 300, 350 maybe uh, range for the electric vehicle. Well, yeah, the, the Model 3 right now, that's about, you know, 240, 300-mile yeah. range. Um, yeah, and the, the, literally the average or most, uh, the average 
gas car gets around 300 miles yeah. with its full tank. Yeah, and I think on average probably most electric vehicles are yeah around there, getting getting pretty close now. No, I don't think the average electric vehicle is 300. I was saying, I was saying like slightly the below, Tesla's, like 240, which is the high end. probably. Yeah, but you don't think that. Well, no, because I saw somewhere that the the, the average there's. The average electric vehicle is like like hundred, like a little over hundred. What? Fully electric? Yeah, I think you're thinking purely Tesla, which Mm. you would call almost high end. Mm. Which is when you're talking like two hundred plus. And they have good, they have really good batteries. Yeah, that's what I wanted to find. Um, Well, who else is coming out with them? So like, Volkswagen's had some pretty damn cool concept cars. Um, They haven't, you know, obviously released any yet. But one is. the microbus that we saw. It's called the microbus. Yeah, with yeah, so it's like a re. Oh, I didn't know the name. Yeah, of the it's name. like a version, you know, the 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 classic Volkswagen, uh, you know, VW van back in the day, you know, that you see. Yeah. Um, that's it, a it, badass road trip vehicle. It is a sick road trip vehicle. That it's makes me want to take the, the microbus ID Buzz, and it's set for launch in probably like twenty. I think it twenty twenty two ish. They also have like a ID Cross, which is an SUV. And then and a Vision, which is a sedan, um, and then another one, an ID. Mm-hmm. So they're coming out with mini concept cars along with many other uh, companies at the, at, at the present time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really, you know, trying to mock up some designs for electric vehicles because they know they're going to have to start soon. Um, another cool company that we ran across, I was showing you the other day, is uh, Rivian. They're pretty sick. They do – it's like truck – it's like, you know, they're trying to – I don't it's really like understand out, them outdoor. Yet, well, it's a truck and then a a pretty nice. Yeah, but like, they SUV. haven't actually released a vehicle. No, no, no. I mean, their company has been working since like 2010, but <laughs> but but it's con- but 2020, cool 2021 is when their uh, truck and SUV are. are you're, you can pre- I think you can pre-order them right now, and they're going to be released. In so 2021. you think about getting one of those over a Tesla? Well, no, because I want to get <laughs> because I want to get more of like a sedan. I want to get like a Model Three. I mean, I want it to be a yeah. small, smaller car. Yeah. I don't want to get a truck. Um, but, like, I mean, if I had the money, by all means, I mean, these are going to be very luxurious vehicles. Yeah. If you look it up, Rivian, R-I-V-I-A-N. They have a pretty sick website, and um, they do some cool advertising. But, yeah, they're basically, like, outdoor, you know, trucks, like off-road kind of type vehicles. They're supposed to be for, like, you know, it, adventure is what they, what they yeah. say. Um, but they're pretty cool. They're, like, unlike the... Cyber truck, they keep the classic truck look, but it's just mm. with a flash of modern to it. Like, yeah. um, really? you know, and obviously cool. it's, it's fully electric. Yeah, definitely marketing to Alex the outdoors. Honnold, Alex Honnold did some like promotion, I guess, on his Instagram for what I saw. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty sweet. <clears throat> um, a lot of cool cars. The Tesla, yeah, I mean, the new Tesla Roadster is going to come out, I don't know, within the next year or two, I guess, Yeah. what it's set for. And that's supposed to be, you know, they're doing a lot of bragging about that. That's actually going to have about, didn't we read 520 yeah, miles? Yeah, it's 1,000 kilometers, I think, is yeah, what they're so advertising. Like 520, whatever. So over 500 miles. Miles of range. Crazy. Um, it's like, it seats four or five or whatever, and, you know, and it's a basically, you know, like a sports car. Yeah. Um, it's gonna. That's the one that's said that it can go. How much do you think it'll cost? It costs two hundred fifty thousand. Holy shit! I think I don't know if that's including the the like down payment of like fifty thousand. I think you have to pay or something like that. There's yeah. a massive down yeah, payment. It's a, it's a very high end yeah. vehicle. 
Yeah. And then, well, yeah, I mentioned the Cybertruck, but I'm sure, well, maybe you might have saw, uh, there's a lot of memes about it, but Elon had a presentation for the Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's it's wild looking. It doesn't really look like a truck. It's pretty funny. When you see they open the back, though, um, like it, like it, like you and they kind of like slide the the door on the back. It yeah. does kind of look more like a truck. You can't tell when it's closed. It has closed, the trunk though. functionality. Yeah, but when it's closed, you can't Just really all tell it. To match. It more looks like a almost like a silver Batmobile type of or military like vehicle. I yeah. mean, it's supposed to be like bulletproof. But during the demonstration for the presentation, it was pretty funny because um, they were supposed to be able to throw <laughs> a hammer at. The, Wait, no, 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 sorry, it's like a ball. ball? It was like a lead like ball lead or something. Ball, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a lead ball or something like at the glass. And I think they had actually tested it like maybe the day before, hours before to make sure it would work. And they threw the ball like, you know, off of the glass and it bounced off and it worked fine. And then during the demonstration, uh, Elon is with, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Vaughn, uh, I forget his name, but he's the designer for the cars. Okay. And uh, he was up there on stage with Elon, and Elon, he's like, can I throw it? And Elon's like, yep, go for it. And he <laughs> throws the lead ball and just smack it. It's like glued into the glass, cracks it, and then just falls to the floor. And it just sets them he's both like, on oh, this like awkward moment. That, that wasn't supposed to happen. He's like, oh, well, uh, yeah, like we had, you know, whatever, tried it, and it was working. We, we, we had planned for it to work. No, 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 no. And then the best part is that the guy's like, Elon's like, they're like looking at each other, like thinking what to do. And Elon's like, and, and then the guy's like, should I do it again? And Elon's like, yeah, well, let's try this. Let's try this one more time. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do it on like the, the, front, the front window. And the guy, like you can tell, window. like definitely like doesn't like wind up for this it like one. He, he like, it was like a very slow like lift. A little, and like, then... like a peewee pitch on it, like, <laughs> just enough to get to the window. And then it still shatters the glass. Yeah. And, ever, and it's just, they're like, okay, well, yeah, we'll have to work on that. <laughs> yeah, Cybertruck's a work in progress for sure. But people like, uh, like, like Joe Regan was talking about it on his podcast and he was like, and this guy was like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. And Joe's like, well, I already have my pre-order in. He's yeah. like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, that thing's fucking sweet. He's like, have you seen it? Yeah. I think it is pretty cool. But, I again, I think they're doing it. Yeah, Tesla's kind of doing a tactic they've done in the past. You know, they're promoting these these vehicles, getting a lot of down, like, payments Hype. or whatever. Yeah. They get a lot of influx of money for people yeah. just reserving them. Mm-hmm. And then there's no saying they don't really have a set date on when it's coming out. So they get an influx of money, and then they don't really even have to release it for a while. Right. So I think they're still working on it a lot, the Cybertruck. Um, I think so, too. I think it could be pretty sweet, though. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think they'll eventually release it. Yeah. Get Definitely. a lot of people hooked. What else about electric vehicles? Um, uh, excuse me. So, like, I think the charging station, like, there's going to be a lot more charging outlets. We're seeing, like, a lot of implementation of, of, of better infra- infrastructure for that. Um, they're going to develop, certainly, yeah. with these companies that are beginning to throw out more models. Um, I guess a question, good question is, like, do we think, we probably don't think like. Do we think that Tesla might, you know, continue to dominate the EV market? Mm. Um, I mean, they certainly have a step ahead of all these other companies. I think they're going to dominate for the next few years, and then other companies will slowly take take parts of their market, and it'll be a lot more spread out. I don't yeah. think Tesla's going to completely dominate. Mm-hmm. I think they'll continue to be the top electric vehicle for at least another like ten years, probably. Yeah. But I think they're going to see a lot more stiff competition because it's becoming pretty obvious what the future holds. 
I think every almost everyone are would you say, implying that there won't be internal combustion engines on the road anymore? Uh, no. I mean, it'll take a while. <laughs> We've invested a lot in that infrastructure. Um, yeah. I heard somebody saying the other day, like so much. You of think our about gas stations. U.S. is built around literally the concept of a gas engine. He's like distances. Somebody was saying it's like distances between cities are determined <laughs> Holy by shit. how far you can drive on the a gas tank. It's like so much of our infrastructure is just built on this, and you see that in so many gas stations everywhere. Uh, well, what are they going to do with all the gas stations? Convert them to uh, electricity stations. <laughs> yeah, it's going to gonna be a big change. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Gas is going to be around for a long time. Yeah, how long do you think, like, well, I don't know. I don't want, you you want to hear my predictions? Yes, I want to hear. Yeah, I would love to. I wasn't trying to put you on the are spot. Are we summarizing? Are we Bears. concluding? Well, we don't have to conclude yet. No, I have probably some more things to talk about, but you can go ahead and give your estimate. How long have we been going for now? A little over an hour, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, my estimates. So here's what I came up with. What'd you come up with? With a little help from the internet. Oh God, you! This isn't your. This isn't your projection. No, this no, no! Is... I put my own spin on it. It's, okay. it's definitely got my own spin on it. So I think that electric vehicles will begin to outprice total pricing, uh, outprice gas vehicles by mid twenties, twenty twenty five, five years from now. That's when we'll begin to see the turnover. People will be like, it'll literally be obvious that a, a electric vehicle will be more affordable. Already, electric vehicle is is more affordable to, uh, to maintain, mm-hmm. as in, uh, like, what do you call it? Uh, forget, I mean, for the energy source. You save so much for oh, electricity, and that's something yeah. else we can talk about if you want to. Yeah, well, we did, yeah, I guess we didn't even mention that. That's kind of a good but thing. But, yeah, you're saving a, a lot of money charging with the station. The stations hardly cost anything to charge. The at. operating costs are already lower. A lot lower. For, like, 95% of the people in the U.S., people in the U.S., it'd be more affordable to operate an electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. But that's ignoring the actual cost of buying one. So that cost, by 2025, I think that total cost comparison, Mm -hmm. it's going to be advantageous to get an electric vehicle. So that's going to turn the tides. And then by about 2030, we'll see electric vehicles actually outselling gas vehicles. That's when we'll see, like... But you don't think there'll be more on the road yet? No, it doesn't make sense. What? No, I was, no, I wasn't. I was yeah, yeah, asking yeah. you yeah. If, if you thought so. That's what no, I'm getting to. So not yet. That's what I'm getting to. Okay. So 2030, we are, see them start to outsell. Yeah. More electric vehicles are now sold. Just than beginning to outsell. 2030, okay. and then by around 2040 is when we finally see that electric vehicles start to outnumber gas yeah, vehicles. Okay. By 2040. Just because there's going to be a lot of gas vehicles around. What do you think will be a sales point by, like, companies that will try and hold on to the internal combustion? Or do you – I mean, I don't even think many will, but, like, do you oh, think they will? They will. Uh, they'll try to make it American. That would be kind of interesting, yeah. They'll try to make it American. They'll try to make it cool. Uh, they'll try to make it power. I mean, powerful in some ways just because it's outer and it's <laughs> – more rambunctious louder you're blowing up something you're causing micro explosions instead of just you know turning a a quiet motor yeah yeah true do you think you'll uh own an electric car you think you look at hybrids first 
Yeah. I think the most reasonable thing for me now is, is a hybrid, which is why You're I've been at looking at Priuses, Priuses. Uh, instead of my gas-guzzling Jeep Grand Cherokee that yes, I now guys. drive. And you drive. Yeah, well, once I'm... It's about 18 miles a gallon. I don't even really want to drive a car much. Hopefully, if I get in the city soon, I won't have to. Yeah, that's true. You could just go carless. You could ride bikes, walk. I wouldn't be opposed to riding a bike. I wouldn't either. I think it used to be, like, kind of looked down upon, but... And that, I think the bike will always of... be more environmentally friendly <laughs> yeah. compared to any kind of I mean, really, We didn't, that's another thing. I mean, we didn't really get into, the, obviously, like, the environmental side really about it but i, I think, think it's i think it's big, good sometimes to keep yeah. that to keep that out um no. you know we don't want that to be a reason i mean obviously that's important to a lot of people it's important to us certainly but again i think it's good to evaluate you know the cars based off their efficiency yeah. their performance before you look into you know things yeah. like that you know it obviously it's it is a major marketing point and we will see electric vehicles really exploit that that they are environmentally sustainable mm-hmm. um but i think yeah i think it's still good to evaluate it without that um, oh wait okay so so i do have a good a good go back that a good we, go back a go back that we were saying we missed which was how much like for operating cost what do you save uh on having an electric car versus a gas car right once you get the initial investment out of the way because that's kind of way i think at it if, if i think about getting a prius i'm like that gets 50 miles to the gallon, I'm like, I'm going to be paying so much less in gas. 50 miles per the gallon versus 18 miles to the gallon, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saving a lot of money. And that's, that's a, it could be a good investment. So I have a few statistics on differences. But one really cool thing I found was that, so, so the price of driving, of, of actually operating an electric vehicle varies from where you live, right? Based on the cost of electricity, yeah, and then you can also throw into that qua- equation the cost of gas, and then you do a comparison of those two to determine how beneficial it would be to drive an electric vehicle, right? But uh, one thing I was looking at that caught my eye was the cheapest places to drive an electric car. You think you can guess any of the cities on here? Cities Top or five countries? cities in the U.S. No, oh, in the United States to drive an electric car. Cheapest places to not. This isn't anything to do with gas. It's just based on you know, probably electricity costs. Cheapest places to drive. Um, mm-hmm. I bet they're all in California. No, none of them are in California. What? Cheapest spot for electricity? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm wrong. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, are they big, are they big cities? Yeah, Can they're big cities. That? They're the top biggest. They're top fifty cities in the U.S. Only. One of them we oh two of them we Seattle? Li- two of them we lived in Seattle. yeah. Seattle's number four. Boulder? You'll never guess the other oh, one I that guess we've lived Denver. in. Denver? No. Portland? No. One, although one is in uh, Oregon. No, it's not. <clears throat> All right, just go ahead. Play it on me. Cincinnati? Is that <laughs> New right? Orleans is number one. It, it, Salt Lake City is number two. Oh, Louisville. No, really? One of the cheapest places to drive an electric vehicle. That's where we're from. And uh, Seattle is number four, and Cincinnati is number five. That's really surprising. So yeah, that is that's the cheap. Caught my eye. Wait, wait, wait. So explain that again. That is, those are the cheapest cities to drive an electric vehicle. The cheapest, yeah, the cheapest cities to have an electric vehicle. It's not, it's not saying that it's necessarily cheaper to drive an electric vehicle. Although it is, it it is cheaper to drive an electric vehicle versus a gas vehicle in all these cities. I think ev- almost every city it's cheaper to drive an electric vehicle. Maybe. People in West Virginia, 
because West Virginia has high electricity. So you're prices, saying after? Are you saying after the initial after the buy, it's going to be cheaper there? Or are you saying overall, including the initial buy? Do you know if that was taken? That it's just operating cost. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. That's why I said it. we're okay. avoiding the okay. the initial cost. Yeah. So it's like so this is based on a 15 mile commute because these are gonna be low numbers to you, like really low. 15 mile commute, five days a week over a year. New Orleans would be fifty four dollars. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're low. Louisville is is uh, sixty dollars wow. yeah. and seventy cents I mean, a year. It's impressive. So yeah, I mean that's just showing you the cost of the electricity. But is you, yeah, you have to think about that in terms of gas. So so in New Orleans, the same. You're spending way more in gas. You'd spend on that commute. You'd spend like a hundred and forty dollars for gas versus uh, fifty four. Yeah. So that's more. like an, there's a bunch of different comparisons you can do, but almost everywhere the electrical vehicle is cheaper to operate than the gas vehicle. Yeah. And then once we see that the overall prices come down for the initial yeah. buy, and especially when there's a lot more used electric vehicles, yeah, that's when that's when we see major change. Yeah. Cool. All right. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that about sums it up. I think we're about, I don't even know, maybe an hour and 20 minutes or something. Oh, definitely over an hour, hour and 15 minutes. That's about good. Yeah, I think we've given people know, enough there, information. I mean, yeah, you could always, I guess you could talk, you get more in the specifics of terms of, you know, emissions and stuff. I mean, if you want to get specific, one thing probably important to clarify is that a lot of people might think, oh, I drive an electric vehicle, therefore I mm-hmm. have no carbon footprint with mm-hmm. my vehicle. That is not true mm-hmm. um, because you are still getting electricity that comes from somewhere. Yeah, You're getting it from the grid most likely. And in that case, you have to worry about Okay, where is my electricity on the grid coming from? Yeah. Under most circumstances, it's probably fossil fuels still. Um, you know, if you live in somewhere like California, there's... Yeah, natural gas done is a lot about of it, 35%. In the United States, 35% of electricity comes from natural gas, 27 coal, 20 nuclear. Yeah. The rest spread out between the what we'd call pure, yeah. pure renewables. Yeah, hardly anything. So, I mean, that's, again, another thing. In terms of the sustainability, a lot of the work that needs to be done is changing the infrastructure on what types of energy goes to the grid. So I'm only thinking this because I did a lot of work. On, if we want to reduce carbon solar, yeah. emissions. Yeah, as work for the solar industry. I mean, I was, you know, it was a lot of the, some of the research I was doing was, was talking about, you know, how um, in the grid we need more, uh, we need laws that basically enforce the fact that or, or allow for more um, renewable energy sources to be integrated into the grid. And under those circumstances, if we do get, you know, if you know that your grid is majority of like renewable, say sometimes, uh, sometime down the road a couple of years from now, then you would really have a very clean footprint when driving an electric yeah. vehicle. Yeah, it's pretty measurable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, yeah, I think that sums it up um, for today. Um, Maybe we'll return to electric vehicles at some point or another. But uh, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll cross pass with it again one day. Uh, but for now, it's a good start. Just don't forget to rate us and review us yep. on Apple Podcast. Yep, definitely. That could be that would would be huge for us, and we'd uh, greatly appreciate that for sure. As we're trying to, you know. Get more listeners and, and, and get more credibility. And we're going to be posting – we always talk about posting our videos. We have taken videos yeah. for each of our podcasts. Yeah. We just YouTube. have le- left them – we've just left them up on, you know, the sound for now. But I'm going to upload the videos. Yep. You're going to do it. Pretty soon. So um, if you're interested to see what we look like, you're probably not going to be too impressed. I'm joking. I don't really know what you'll think. But um, we are going to upload them uh, to YouTube. We'll start, like, a YouTube page and stuff. Um 
so you can see us chilling. We really just have one camera angle. Um, it's pretty simple, but still, um, you, you can get you can get a feel for uh, for the environment just that another, we, another that we way podcast to watch in. And listen, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like when I watch po- I mean, I like watching podcasts. It's a, a good lot mix too. up. Yeah, it definitely is. Gives you another dimension. Yeah, for sure. Um, alrighty, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I know we never we never really get our podcast on time when we would like. We've realized it's more of just kind of a whenever we get our lazy asses up and want to really talk about something. Uh, in this case, we've been just kind of hearing a decent amount about electric vehicles lately, and I think that's probably how it's going to continue from now on. There's, it might be a little unpredictable on when we're going to release a new podcast. I'm not going to try and set us to some deadline. But, yeah. um, but we'll try once a month. Probably. Something like that. A minimum goal. Yeah, 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 it's, it's a good goal. Um, yeah, and we're going to continue yeah, talking about some various things. Just some other general information, like I guess where we're going. You know, we've we've talked, I mean, like another some, some other topics we're going to try and get into eventually down the road. Like we want to get into um, more art, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's certainly one on the list, um, like virtual reality, um, yep. simulation theory. So we're going to get a lot. There, there's a lot of philosophical uh, arguments and various theories that I think we'd like to talk about that would be interesting yeah. too. Think and also things like religion. Um, you know, yeah. those are things we like to talk about too, and we're definitely going to get into and and really like try and shed our light on like where we think these ideas are going, where we think some of these um, parts of our culture or whatever, be it innovations, mm-hmm. um, things in the future, where these are going to take us. Um, yeah. I mean, we do one on genetic engineering, but I think. Um, develop the developments in, in uh, biotech and nanotechnology stuff like that um, those will be some of the topics we'll probably do in the future which things will, that are going to drive the 21st century. exactly yeah that that's our main aim is to shed light on what are going to be a lot of the developments in 21st century yeah um, occasionally we'll go off course a little bit like you know like our food podcast and stuff because I mean we think those things are so important and things that like you know people should yeah. be, know about yeah. Um, but yeah those are just, just some of the topics yeah um, just to get an idea of yeah yeah what we'll maybe do in the future so yeah thanks guys